Is this a party or what? This the big bad sound. Take it out. Hi everyone. Welcome back to our podcast, We Link. In today's episode, we're talking about all things Bahamian food. Today we're going to be talking about all of our favorite native dishes, some hot takes, and our favorite spots back home. Today's Bahamian business is Infinity Restaurant. I go here every time I'm home, whether you're looking for crack conk, grouper dinner, fried snapper, stew conk, and even fresh Johnny cake, they got you. Owned by the lovely Anishka Smith, you can contact them at 242-603-0086. Open from Monday to Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. They're located on Mackey Street in Deals Plaza. Yeah, it's like on Mackey Street when you head in towards Wolf Road, um, like right next to that little F&M headquarters building place. Yeah. That's where it is. Go there. You won't be disappointed. Tell them Celine sent you. If you know, you know. And that's today's Bahamian business. So we haven't recorded in a little while, so I feel it's only fitting for us to do a little catch up. Like, you know, what's going on? Well, the okay, finals are going on right now. Um, road to May 3rd, road to May 3rd, because I'm ready to go home, ready to be on the beach, yeah. get my vaccine, yeah. live my best summer life. Um, yeah. But other than that, I've been good. It's been such a long time since we recorded because like all those episodes we put out have been pre-recorded. But it's nice to get back and sit mm-hmm. and have this time to just talk and catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, wishing you luck on your finals, queen. And hope you can go home soon, peacefully. Honestly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm in my second, well, I just finished my second week of my sophomore spring term. I'm chilling. I, um, you know, I've been cooking a lot of my food. My classes are pretty chill this time, so I'm just, like, you know, enjoying life. Yeah, I wanted to tell you that I watched Concrete Cowboy last night with oh. Idris Elba and what's the guy's name? Caleb. Oh, Caleb. Mm. insert last name here Caleb McSomething that was so good like I haven't sat down and watched a movie in a long time and like actually enjoyed it but that movie was so good um like it was just really interesting to see an aspect of black American culture that is just not popularized I guess right and really 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 interesting and really just good to like really it just really warmed my heart you know to see these like black people just loving life and riding their horses and I was like yes like I love that it was so nice it was so nice I would definitely recommend um and it was also just shot really beautifully I think Idris like produced it Mm -hmm. um which was really interesting and y'all one thing about him he 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 eat up an American accent and I was like (laughs) yes I loved it. It was a really nice story. It was shot beautifully and I would recommend. So yeah. Oh cool. Yeah. My life too. That's been on my list. So I'll definitely make sure I get to watching that. Yeah. So today we're talking about Bahamian food. Yes. Of course. And <laughs> I think we should first you know give the audience our thoughts about what makes Bahamian food so unique. And 
why we love it so much. But I feel like Bahamian food is actually very near and dear to my heart. Like I will I not tolerate any Bahamian food slander from anybody. And that's just that. So why do you think Bahamian food is so unique to me? I think it has something to do with the fact that we're all making these same dishes with like recipes that have been passed down in families for generations. Like this isn't some like, oh, I Google this recipe to make this macaroni. This is my macaroni that my nana been making from time. You know what I mean? Like I think the uniqueness of Bahamian food definitely comes from the fact that, well, not like historical, but you know what I mean? Like it's a generational thing. Like generations have been eating this Bahamian food and I think that's what makes it special because whenever you're eating Bahamian food, you know it's like, this is a family time. You're going to see relatives, people you love. And I think that's what makes Bahamian food really special, just like associating it with your loved ones and also just good food in general. Like, I agree. No Bahamian food slander will be tolerated on this podcast. Like, Bahamian food stand. Yeah, I agree. And I think also the like the historical meaning and like significance of a lot of Bahamian dishes is really cool like a lot of the dishes that we still eat yes like you said they're like passed down from generation to generation but I think also in that like it's just important to recognize and like appreciate that a lot of these dishes people made just out of like resourcefulness or like you know this is what we had like from when people were still I don't know if it would be going back to when people were enslaved or at least like just recently um freed and you know not having a lot of um you know money and resources to make food and like having to um create your own culture I guess with like what you have just thinking about like south and peas and rice and all these things and a lot of other like Caribbean countries also have very similar dishes and I think that's also something that's really cool and like unites the whole region but I think Bahamians just do certain things differently which is really cool and also just like you know specific kinds of seafood that we eat like conch that's something that's very um very specific to Bahamian food and that should just taste good like I don't know anybody who don't like conch and if you don't like conch and what's wrong with you like don't talk to me but yeah, I think Bahamian food just makes you feel warm and happy. And even when I'm not home, like I cooked, um, I made peas and rice and macaroni and pork chop and some steamed lobster a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was home. It was actually really, I don't know, like I low-key wanted to cry because I was just like, Aww. in my mind, I feel like I'm home and I'm eating this food, but I know that I'm not. And it was kind of sad, but I was just like, I felt so warm and happy. Like as soon as I saw the food on the plate, I was like, Oh, so (laughs) beautiful, so nice. (laughs) That's how I felt when I first learned how to make macaroni. I was like, okay, I finally, I've made it. Cause I could do macaroni and I could do potato salad now. As soon as I make peas and rice, it's over. Y'all watch out. My restaurant opening, like (laughs) genuinely. But I completely (laughs) agree. Like when I made, um, I made macaroni for Easter for my um, house. And it's just like so nice to get everyone together eating the same meal. And it was just so sweet. And I completely agree. It just like makes me feel so warm and honestly kind of homesick. Every time I think about Bahamian food, I, I'm like, wow, I could be eating so good right now. And I'm not. Yeah. 
and also to go off the thing where you're saying how it's based on um, a culture of like resourcefulness. I think that in a way makes Bahamian food similar to um, African-American food, yeah. black food, <laughs> black American food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in that it's like you're using every part of the animal. So like, for example, with sheep tongue sauce, who would have thought yeah. that you could use the tongue of a sheep and make food, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bahamian food's very special. Because I think when you when you visit, if you're not going to like someone's house or to authentic Bahamian food like restaurant, you're not getting the full experience. Like you didn't yes. go to the Bahamas. I had a conversation with somebody the other day, right? And he is he's from Italy and he's um like an expat, I guess. He's living in the Bahamas, right? And I was an immigrant. Yeah, he's an immigrant. <laughs> he's an Italian immigrant living in the Bahamas. And he was telling me that he doesn't like Bahamian food. And I was like, I was a bit, you know, I was a bit taken aback. And I immediately, you know, I was on the defensive because I was like, okay, first of all, I already know. I already know you ain't eating nobody, nobody Grammy food. You ain't eating nobody exactly. mummy food who been like, you know, up in the kitchen till since eight in the morning cooking that food, you know, putting love into it. So I asked him, like, who are the Bahamians that you know? And the only Bahamian that he knows, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but the only Bahamian that he knows is um, is a white Bahamian. That's all I need to know. And that's, right all you need, that's all you need to know right there. And I was like, <laughs> okay, no shade, right? Like, no shade and no shade to anybody. Okay, no, no, no. The white you Bahamians will rise up. I don't want this to come out the wrong way, but I also was just like, okay, you are you are like mingling with a very specific group of people and mm-hmm. like you you may not, you're not going to be experiencing like the type of Bahamian food that the average black Bahamian experiences. And exactly. it's just, it's really not the same. And like, that's just all I'm going to say on that. And I was like, okay, I don't think that it's fair for you to be making like these sweeping judgments like, oh, I don't like Bahamian food. It's this and it's this and it's this. When you ain't even been to like an authentic restaurant, like he was like, oh yeah, he went to the fish fry. But I was also like, okay, I really, to an extent, I don't feel like you can just go to the fish fry and be like, okay, this is what Bahamian food is. Like, like you can because that's what we would, yeah, like that's what we would tell tourists to go to to get Bahamian food but also like it depends on which restaurant you go to yeah and also yeah some of them restaurants really don't even be that good that just really like that upset me because I was just like first of all you ain't even interacting with black Bahamians like you know Mm -hmm. so that's really just all I needed to know right there was when you answered that question yeah I think my my number one thing is if you're going to go to the Bahamas, if you're not trying the food, you did not get the full experience. If you go in over Atlantis and you have in your little pizza and Italian food or whatever they have over there, you did not come to the Bahamas. Because I think a massive part of living in the Bahamas is the food. Like, yeah, 100%. Every Sunday, we used to have Bahamian food. And like, even within the week as well. But like, Sunday was a big thing. Sunday dinners, my mom making a big meal for everybody having Bahamian food so like I really think that if you're coming to the Bahamas 
get the food try the food mm. and try the food from someone grammy someone mummy and if you can't do that go to like an authentic restaurant that bohemians actually go to like a hole in the wall spot like infinity for example that's somewhere exactly. where i would recommend like a tourist or a foreigner living there to go <clears throat> but to be honest also a lot of like um European immigrants when they come to the Bahamas they don't even be living in them areas you know he lives like out west by like near fresh market or whatever and he mingles with like freaking life or key people so I'm like okay okay you are ready you are ready in this very like specific bubble secluding yourself in like in this area as like many white Bahamians do or mm-hmm. like many white foreigners living in the Bahamas do and I just like you need to reevaluate and obviously that's not all white Bahamians, you know, I don't think we have to say that because if you feel like you're being attacked by what we're saying, then, you know, what do you want us to do? But I think that <laughs> obviously not all white Bahamians, this is the thing, but, you know, um, but yeah, bottom line, if you're coming to the Bahamas, come for the food. So to structure this episode, Alicia and I thought it would be fun to play this or that because I saw a Twitter thread on this and then just looking at the menus on Bahamian restaurants, I came up with like this or that kind of thing. And I think like after we go through each category of like breakfast, lunch, um, dinner, dessert, and drinks, we could do like our top for each category. Cause I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I think so too. And I think also um, as the audience, like this, if you want to play along with us and, you know, let us know in the comments or replies on Twitter, that would be super fun. Yeah. Engage. Um, with our different thoughts and stuff on Bahamian food. Definitely. So let's begin. Okay, so we're gonna do breakfast first. First things first, let's get it out of the way. We talked about it on the first episode. We gotta get it out of the way now. Sheep tongue sauce or chicken sauce? Let's discuss. Sheep tongue sauce, that's my answer. Here, and here's why. I feel like sheep tongue sauce, the meat is be more tender in the sauce and it absorbs the sauce liquid, the broth more and it's more flavor flavorful because when you put the little pepper and you squeeze one the, the little hit of lime mm. and then plus chicken sauce will have them bones in it and I really ain't trying to have no bones in my soup <laughs> like why does chicken that's wing valid. in my in my soup like I think that's weird yeah you know I always thought that was weird too and that's why I never like I was scared to try chicken sauce because I was like I don't want bones in my in my soup um but I have to say chicken sauce only because I never tried sheep tongue sauce and I'm sorry but I want to try it and I will but I scared I scared to eat sheep tongue like I'm it's sorry. good the thing is it's like okay I would never prepare it myself I don't need to be in the kitchen when I get in make like just give it to me when it's ready with the johnny cake on the side that's it <laughs> that's all we need to do but yeah definitely sheep tongue sauce Okay. Okay, noted. Yeah, I gotta try that when I go home. I think I'll be home in the summer. So I'll go to Infinity and, and Yes, we could do that. We could do that. Okay. Okay, bad. Okay, so boiled fish slash stew fish or stew conch. Okay. I never had boiled fish or stew conch. Like I I mean or stew fish. I don't really like that. The the bones in the fish for me, it's not my cup of tea. I really like stew conch more. Like, yeah, my aunt, ugh, my aunt Leslie. If Ray, Ray, if you listening, Aunt Leslie is make the best stew conch ever. Like, 
<laughs> when I go home, I need that ready for me in my fridge so I could just heat that up because that is the best. Like, stukunk is one of those things where, like, you eat it and you feel so warm. And that is the epitome of Bahamian food for me. Stukunk. Yeah, I think I had boiled fish maybe once, but I also was kind of turned off by all them bones. So I'll also have to say Stu Kong. I tried it. I tried, I think it was your mummies. Um, I don't know when that was. I think that was like last March or. And you took her Stu Kong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she gave me Stu Kong and I had that with some grits. Oh, that was incredible. That was really incredible. Yeah, I'll have to go with Stu Kong on this one too. All right, tuna and grits. Or corned beef and grits. First Tuna of all, grits. I don't fuck with corned beef. <gasps> okay. Well, I was gonna preface it by saying we don't <laughs> eat we don't eat white grits in this house in this podcast. No. It's no, yellow grits or no grits. Yeah. Um. So what do you mean you don't eat corned beef? Like I used to eat corned beef when I was younger because when I went to like um, when I went to Kingsway, I they used to give us. Um, corned beef and I think also when I went to Glenison for like preschool or whatever they used to give us corned beef um, and then for some reason corned beef just started to taste nasty to me like I don't like the smell of corned beef I don't like the smell so I I can't eat corned beef like something about it just makes me like I yeah and it's just something about tuna and grits that is just, tuna and grits honestly is one of my like favorite foods. I, I 100% can eat tuna agree. And grits any time of day. I love the the cold, cool and the warm. Oh, and the and warm, the warm and the grits. Hot grits. Oh, yes. and then you just oh, and, and the butter. You put a little butter just, on the grits. I really cannot even describe it. Like tuna and grits is one of my favorite foods. Like tuna and grits also makes me feel so warm and happy. And I, and it's also a perfect meal. Like it's not too, not too filling, but when you eat it, it's like, okay, I'm full. Like I feel happy and satisfied. And I love the contrast of the cool tuna and the hot grits. And when it's a tuna, a little spicy. Yeah. The li- limey tuna is just like, Oh yes. <laughs> Honestly, I 100 percent agree. I, I can't I can't do corned beef. I'm sorry. The thing is, I okay, I too will do tuna and grits over corned beef and grits, but I love corned beef and grits. Like corned beef is good. I think the I only eat my daddy corned beef because I feel like buying corned beef from random low key the the places on the side of the road that'd be hidden though. Let's not let's not forget. <laughs> but Oh, oh think, you ever had tea shells? You ever had tea shells breakfast? No, where you ever seen them yellow and blue them yellow and blue shacks? No, it's where on Mackey Street. No, 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 it's one on Mackey Street, and it was one on on Prince Charles. But I feel like they closed that one down. But you know, you know what a bush cook um, you know what a bush cook was on Mackey Street? Yeah, it's like a little yellow shack on like this little dirt parking lot space. Mm-hmm. And you have to go there early, early, early in the morning. And I think it's like maybe two, one something or like two something. I don't know. And she also is offering you like a free slice of pear with your tuna <gasps> and grits. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Let's talk I about guess. it. Let's talk about it. Because pear <laughs> with tuna and grits, that is put it, that is set it off. That is set it off. <laughs> I agree. So like my dad makes really good corned beef and I'll eat it when he does it. But other than that, I really don't be seeking out corned beef. And 
something about the way it is slide out of the can does not sit right with my spirit and like that mm. little key that little key that is beyond mm. it what that is why i have to unlock it what's going on <laughs> um, like i don't understand but tuna and grits 100 every time i bring grits over here like so i could make my tuna and grits because that's just a, an essential part of my life and my diet because yeah. it's just amazing and yeah, after a night I out, tuna and grits, after bond, the next morning. Yes, yes. That's a great hangover food, actually, tuna and grits, or anything and grits. Um, I, I don't have grits in my cupboard right now. I wasn't able to find any, but I'm, like, actually so mad because I have, like, eight cans of tuna, and I'm, like, okay, I don't, <laughs> I don't really know what I You don't like, like tuna sandwiches? tuna sandwiches. I was going to actually make a tuna sandwich last night, but I was, like, I literally rather wait until I find some grits so that I could just and like immerse myself back into this tuna and get experience, <laughs> you know, like, but I don't know. It's just, it's something about not having grits in my cupboard that's just not sitting right with me right now. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel complete. I don't feel whole. The fact that I go into a grocery store here and the only grits that I see is white grits, very disturbing to me. It's degrading to me. And it's Quaker Oats. Um, and I'm like, what Quaker Oats know about any grits? Anyways, anyways <laughs> I hate let's it. move let's move on because we yeah. there's a perfect transition to the next one um grits or yeah. johnny cakes i said tuna and grits is my top like i would go for that any time of day whenever well i have an unpopular opinion about fish but okay okay so let's move into lunch and dinner foods and since we're already talking about fish you have a hot take about fish but um snapper or grouper so i don't know what my answer is on this one because i feel like snapper and grouper are two different types of like two in two different leagues like if i thinking about actually i don't even know because if i thinking about you know like a sunday afternoon i just want like a nice little fried fish to go with my like my pizza rice my macaroni and like whatever 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 i want like a nice whole fried snapper I don't want no little group of fillet no or whatever. Fingers? Like, group of, oh yes, I could always mash down some group of fingers. I love group of fingers. But that's just different. Like I I love both equally, but honestly, I feel like I may like Snapper more because Snapper has a very like particular flavor to me. And I think Grouper is a bit more of like a mild flavored fish like grouper is very rich and like I don't know group I don't know how to describe grouper but it's very it's group I feel like grouper is more like luxurious kind of vibe and snapper is just like snapper snapper to me is like I don't know how to describe it <laughs> okay, if, you're thinking about this, right? if you're thinking about chicken you know you have like chicken breast is a different vibe to like chicken wings yeah but I would say snapper is like the chicken wings of fish. Okay. Okay. Like, is like a chicken breast. <laughs> like, this? like you only eat in chicken breast with uh, in certain dishes. Like you can't just exchange snap. You can't just exchange wings for breast and vice versa. You have to just, you know. Interesting. And I feel like if you know what I'm saying, and you know, if you know, you know. But I I can't pick between snapper and grouper. But if I if I had a gun to my head, I would have to say snapper just because like I love a fried snapper and just the feeling of like 
I actually really enjoy eating a whole fried snapper and then you just like pull the meat off the bone like and that feeling and then when you get it right and there's no bones in it oh and it's just crispy I put a little lime on it that's that's top tier for real anyway I see your face all screw up so what you what you gotta say so I'm you know at the at the risk of being canceled I just don't fish fried fish like the whole snapper with the eye in that is don't do it for me at all that's like, the only way to eat it with the like the whole fish on my plate I'm like okay and why this ain't prepared because to me I'm like that's not like I'm not here to like it's like ribs so the amount of work you have to do to eat ribs I feel like sometimes it's not worth it and the amount of work I have to do to eat a fried snapper with all them bones it's too much work even like with grouper right you get the little even if they cut it up and like give you the little piece still like little secret bones in there and I don't I don't yeah, play that <laughs> I don't like that's it um so like I love I like the flavor of fish and stuff and yeah I'm not gonna say no to grouper fingers but I'll be honest between snapper and grouper hunk because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't like I, I hate I mean, that like, I really choose conch over both of them because, to me, conch is a superior seafood. They, these, it's out of their league. Like, I know it's a, it's a snail and not a fish, but still. Okay, but snapper or grouper? <sighs> okay. <laughs> I like, would imagine, say- imagine you didn't have to deal with any bones. You just got a piece of the, of the meat. Like, say you got, like, a, a group of finger and snapper finger or, like, I don't know, fried snapper, but it was just, like, the, the meat. I would say grouper because I like that richness. Mm. So I definitely go with grouper, but me, me and fish just don't go, so. Gee. Yeah, and then ha- that is how your house all smell up, man. You don't know how to get rid of a child, my mommy. Um, when you cook fish, you gotta put the little fest, uh, the festival, the festival in the in the thing. Put, yeah, you should not yes, be doing that I on the that stove. On... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta boil the festival and the little cleaning shit and put it on the stove, and that'll clean your house. That's all you gotta do. And that's Moxie, not even a lot of work. So. Moxie used to put the cinnamon sticks, put the thing on the stove. But the thing is, um, no. Because if you if you out there while someone else frying fish, you just smell like fish, and I just don't really <laughs> want any parts of that. Anyways, okay, that was really a hot take. I'm very curious to what other people have to say about that. But yeah, Sorry, I guys. I can ride for fish. I can ride for snapper till I dead. Like I love some snapper. Anyways, macaroni or potato salad. Macaroni. Guys. This this hard for me, babe. My mommy is like the best potato salad ever. I was trying I mean, to potato salad tastes good too. My but mom's also, potato salad okay, is amazing. I don't feel like macaroni and potato salad should be compared because I don't I don't think mac I don't okay. I think that macaroni could replace potato salad. Actually, it can because potato salad is a cold like side macaroni to me is like a very like a, a, a necessary part of any meal like I could have a meal without potato salad but I could not have a plate without macaroni I like and potato I like salad can't potato touch salad. macaroni in my mind 
I like rim yeah, jumping potato salad. True. But also, I was just thinking, like, okay, if you think in terms of, like, what really should be on your plate, right? In terms of, like, carbs and thing, why behemoths just have macaroni, potato salad, and rice on the same plate? <laughs> Let's discuss. Because if you think about it in that way, in terms of size, macaroni and potato salad could be replaced. Well, could replace each other. Like, they're, ex- they can be exchanged. Yeah, on, like, like, the sides. I- I guess if you're just thinking about it, and okay, say you was to go to a restaurant, they was like, okay, you get, you get um, crab conch, and then you pick two sides, and mm-hmm. you would pick like macaroni and rice, or like peas and rice and potato salad, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, also, why, why would you do that? <laughs> like macaroni to me is like I I I would not want a meal without macaroni, just because macaroni is like macaroni to me is like the most filling part of the meal like also macaroni bringing something different like it's bringing some cheesiness to the plate that you didn't know you needed you know what i agree exactly i'm gonna go with macaroni too because potato salad is very like potato salad is very like light it's like i eaten a little pasta salad like it's just like a little okay like (laughs) whatever i could do without it like it tastes good i i only have had my mommy's potato salad and that tastes that's flat but I'm like okay you know what I can't do oh you put coleslaw on this list oh I put coleslaw it. you don't like coleslaw eh? I put coleslaw coleslaw oh I see it I see it okay that's next that's next that's next we have to get it oh oh my god oh my god oh anyway I guess for the for the sake of the game since we're picking I have yeah. to say macaroni over potato salad I'll say macaroni too even though I love potato salad. Like, I could just eat a bowl of potato salad low-key. Like, my, sometimes when my mommy is making potato salad and she just finished making it, I just get, I just get a little bowl. <laughs> but macaroni, so, nothing beats macaroni. Macaroni has a special place in my heart just because, like, yes. I used to always help my parents out with making macaroni for Sundays, and now I know how to make it. And I always used to make sure, my daddy always used to put the macaroni in a bowl for me before it got baked. Um, just so I could eat it first. And I was like, ah, oh, that has such a, like, uh, good memories behind it. I love macaroni. Yeah, yeah, me too. I wrote um, a paper in one of my classes last term. We had to do, like, a family recipe assignment. And mm-hmm. I wrote a whole paper about macaroni. You had to, like, interview some family members. And, like, it was just really, really interesting to think about, like, the significance that macaroni holds for, like, Bahamian families. Like, every family yeah. has their own their own version of macaroni. But also, like, I wrote about it in ter- like as ma- macaroni being something that, like, unifies the whole country. Like, if you think about just, like, a Sunday afternoon, like, macaroni the average Bahamian family is going to be eating macaroni. And, like, thinking about that is just so powerful, honestly. That like, is. Everybody at, at some point in this day is going to be eating macaroni and, like, just loving this and sitting down with their family eating macaroni. Like, who that makes me like, so happy. Uh, like, period that I love like, that oh, that makes me so happy I love, I love macaroni so much so I, I I'll die for macaroni too honestly if you haven't had Bahamian macaroni you haven't had macaroni like <laughs> these other people who be making mac- this, this, loose, this loose macaroni is not it okay the macaroni needs to be able to stand alone on the plate it, it stand there up. are people who will literally kill you for saying that no I many, I don't care many many an American would fight you like twist line macaroni has a time and a place that wet macaroni it has a time and a place but at the end of the day 
I don't want that on my plate with my peas and rice and my baked chicken and all that. I want the sturdy building block macaroni on my plate. Okay, don't say building block because now you're making it sound <laughs> all like it like it's this dry like ass, dry like dry noodles on a plate. And it's, it's actually not. like the the Hamian macaroni is not like it's not creamy, but it's not dry. Like it's it's both. It's, it's like yeah. creamy, but like I don't even know how to describe it. If you have, if I've ever made you macaroni and you're listening, I love you because clearly <laughs> I'm bringing you into this very important part of my life. Yeah, agreed. Okay, next, plantain, and whoever listening, y'all are, y'all heard I said plantain. I so, say plantain. Yeah, I say plantain too when I talk in fast, but for right now I have to articulate and make sure everyone can understand me. So plantain, slash plantain. <laughs> or coleslaw and to be honest I feel like my my thoughts on this are very like I have a lot to say I have a lot Um, to say too because (laughs) I'm not gonna lie Ooh, I'm so sorry but whenever I go to the restaurant and they're like okay two sides blah 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 and they ask me if I want plan I feel like if I want what (laughs) (laughs) like because I think that not everyone is duplan right. Because that's exactly what it, I was gonna say. It needs to be crispy. Do not give me soggy plantain. Mm-hmm. I can't do soggy. It plantain needs to because... be crispy on the outside, but like soft on the inside, and it has to be cut thick enough. Okay, mm-hmm. because here's the thing, right? If you cut your plantain too thick, that automatically could be soggy and soft. So I can't fuck with that. But if the plantain cut perfectly, it's going to be crispy on the outside and the inside going to be cooked nicely and soft and kind of like caramelized and just like I agree. sweet and nice. like it, and it brings out the sweetness of the plantain. I love that. But mm-hmm. only because so many people just make plantain soft and soggy and I don't like it like that. I have to say coleslaw because most of the time coleslaw, coleslaw, coleslaw don't miss. But I really only eat my mummy coleslaw, but like coleslaws do something for me on a plate that plantain can't do. And let me tell you why. Because coleslaw is a nice cold, like it's crunchy, it's kind of tangy. Like, oh, you need to tell them what they put in it. Tell them what you put in it, babe. Because you know everyone okay, makes so, coleslaw different. Yeah, my mummy really, my mummy only has put some lime in the coleslaw um lime not too much though yes like a little squeeze a little squeeze because that also was bring out like the moisture of the slaw of the cabbage okay right a little bit the first time I made it myself it was too limey it was disgusting but you know a little squeeze of lime just to you know behaviors love lime just to bring out the I love lime my roommates can attest to this I always be buying lime (laughs) a little bit of lime not too much so you got no a little bit of salt cut, and sugar to bring out the nice. Mm. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> ew, ew. Ew. I hate coleslaw, babe. I sorry, I sorry, I sorry, I sorry. Some salt to also draw out the moisture of the cabbage. Don't think about it too much because when you eat it, it tastes good. Um, I don't that's what like coleslaw cold... is. I don't like coleslaw. I don't oh, like well, coleslaw. You need to, you need I'm to sorry. Leave. I'm so you need sorry. To leave. 
from when you say from when you say sugar, I'm like, okay, so what am you I? You need doing? sugar and coleslaw to like balance the flavors. You, you know when you it. see people. You know when you because coleslaw is not supposed to just be like a strictly savory, like salty kind of thing. That's weird to me. You know when you see people tweet and they're like, "Ooh, when the coleslaw juice get on the food." Eh. Oh Ew. yes, yes, yes. Get into it. Get it is into disgusting. It. What? Why y'all have when the, the coleslaw runny... juice hitting your rice? There's something about the runny mayo getting on my macaroni accidentally that has made me want diving. Like I hate when they put it in the takeout plate and they miss and put. The, the 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 coleslaw juices be overflowing from its little compartment into my macaroni. Disgusting. Oh, I hate so it. When you, oh, I forget to say you don't like curry, but anyway, for all the curry fans out there, y'all know when the coleslaw juice mixed with the curry and the peas and rice or with the white rice and the curry gravy. Oh, you just you gotta know. You gotta I can't know. do coleslaw. Like I've had. It's like the wrong texture, and also I'm not a big mayo person. Like it really needs to be incorporated into the dish, like potato salad. I don't like too mayo-y potato salads because it really needs mm. to be incorporated. So the thought of just having um mayo-covered vegetables is nothing that I would want to take <laughs> part in. <laughs> but potato salad is also mayo-covered potato. But there's mustard in there, and therefore, and as a result, and consequently, it's different. <laughs> Okay, you're valid. But also, like, I feel like in, in coleslaw, if you make it right, you don't taste the mayo at all. It's like in tuna, you don't taste the mayo. It's just there. It's like a, it's just a binding, it's just like a binding ingredient. But in coleslaw, if you make it right, and yeah, your supplementary ingredients are, you know, balanced properly, you don't taste the mayo in coleslaw. And if you taste the mayo, then they make that wrong. I didn't want to call her out, so I won't say her name, but, you know, our friend who has put the, when she's been making um, the tuna and grits, and she's put the extra mayo on it, and she's mixing it. <laughs> she's mixing it with the grits. <laughs> I ain't gonna say who that is, but you I'm know who sick. you are. I'm sick. It's so disrespectful to me. That is, anyway, whatever. Um, all right, so what you going with? Platinum coleslaw. Um, I'm gonna go. Oh, actually, okay. I don't even know. No, I'm gonna go with coleslaw. That's just it. Because I don't like coleslaw, I'm just gonna go with platinum, even though people just don't do it right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next, we're gonna do different variations of con- how you can get it. If you've read Lord of the Flies or like seen any beach movies. You know the conk is I that thing, about that. or even if you um SpongeBob, the magic conk, like it's the it's a big shell and inside of it has a little snail and you pull it out, and that's what you eat. You just cut it up. You can have it raw as conk salad, or you could have it um tenderized and tenderized, or you like you beat it, and uh-huh. have that as crack conk, or that as being stew conk too. Mhm. And for those. <laughs> yep. So we have to talk about our favorite conk dish. This hard. Because I love conk. So. Me too. So the different options are crack conk, conk fritters, or conk salad. 
So I think I've made up my mind. I think I've made up my mind. Crack conk for the listener, the non-Bahamian listeners is like tenderized conk, breaded and fried with served with um, fries and a roll and usually ketchup all over it with hot sauce as well. Sounds, I don't, this could be, we could put some pictures on the Instagram because y'all need to see this. Yeah. I hold it in my head, but I'm so stressed. <laughs> Kong fritters are, how do I describe? Small fritters. Imagine, for, I think for Americans, it's like, you know how they have like, those hush puppies mm-hmm. or just imagine, it's a fritter. I don't know, like, it's um like a flour-based so dough. Um, and you, you cut up the conch, put it in there with like thyme, different her- like herbs and seasoning and stuff. And people just put, what, people just put um, any vegetables in, in conch for this? That'd be weird, right? Yeah, it is. It, there Ain't are no, vegetables. Pe- people just put like green sweet pepper. That's what I was thinking, but I feel like I was dreaming. No, it'd be like little, sweet pepper piece, for this. little pieces of green sweet pepper. Hmm. Anyway, Kongfritters, we have to talk about each one individually, but I think I've made up my mind on which one is my favorite. And Kong salad is a, comparable to like a, um, a ceviche, right? Yeah. Like a cold, it's, it's just a, it's a salad. It's, it's conch, tomato, onion, green sweet pepper, um, like lime. gold pepper and stuff if you want it to be spicy, lime tropical version is like with orange juice mango the regular version the regular version has orange squeeze orange orange juice juice as well yeah 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 so it's just like a it's like slight it's it's like slightly sweet limey spicy if you want it and the conch is just like incredible and so it's amazing like the thing about conch is it's so versatile that like we haven't even touched on all of them because there's like scorched conch as well that you could get um wow this is making me think about how like we really need to get a close season of a conk because i just i get stressed out <laughs> like, yeah literally okay crack on i like crack on because it's something about the ketchup and the hot sauce all over it with the roll combo that really hits and when it's perfectly like tenderized so not to where it's falling apart but when it's like still has a bit of like the chew but crack honk when it's chewy it is the Mm -hmm. chewy nothing is worse than chewy crack honk but Mm -hmm. um my uncle he basically what he does is like from the last minute he leaves like the conch in the seawater and then he beats it and fries it right away and that's the best way to have crack that's when it's the best for real like really fresh places under the under the bridge um like under pi bridge the, the the bridge coming back onto onto the, the mainland um a couple stalls under there do it like that like they'll just leave it there in the water and then beat it right like right in front of you it's that's, that's the best that's one. the best way for real um, um but like that's why bamboo ba- bamboo crack comes sometimes just be tough because they just have that just sitting in the fridge or whatever and it's really not like the fact that it's like become a franchise i definitely think it's taken away from like how good it could be Mm-hmm. but their roles unstoppable but that's not but the, also not i feel like we have it. to just like exactly we have to just talk about the like the conch. imagine you just had a plate of crack conch but then i'm also okay. thinking about i want to think about crack conch in its best form like my, I agree. one of my aunts in a when she's make that crack conch that is be so seasoned and 
seasoned perfectly and just light and crispy and the pieces ain't too thick so it's just like you could just you know yeah I agree I may have to say cracking is my favorite actually because I was gonna say with Kong fritters, right? Kong fritters are also very hit or miss. Like some I people, agree, people don't see them. Really bad. They don't Gummy. be crunky enough. Um, they just be chewy and greasy. Like one time, I was um, when Alexis was visiting, I took her to a place um, by Montague, um, and he was making Kong fritters, and they were really, really, really not good. So she she was like, uh, I don't really like these that much. But then when we had them in a Luther from this woman, she was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, these are amazing. So some people make them so good. Some people make them so bad. But just thinking about them in their best form. Kung fritters are delicious. Remember we used to go to Twin Brothers and get Kung fritters and daiquiris? Before they made them like $2 each. Exactly. I don't know who they think they are, but I'm not a tourist. Yeah. Don't be charging me that. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I feel like also are just like I love comforters so much but they they're also kind There's of a, heavy a time, you know like it's a time I think it's a time, it's a time and a place for comforters and then with mm-hmm. kung salad it ain't everyday kung salad like kung salad is mm-hmm. very like I will want to have it like what that's something I need to get when I'm home but not something that I will always crave like crack kung. like I feel like I'm always mm-hmm. craving crack kung, I'm not gonna lie and like kung yeah. salad in I its think- best form Kung salad in its best form is amazing because it has like the right amount of spice. And if you get it with like a, a beer, that Ooh, is it. Yeah. At first, I was going to say my favorite is um, Kung salad. Just because like when you crave in Kung salad, or, like when you haven't had it in a long time and you have it, it's just like my soul returns to my body. I'm just like incredible. And I the flavor together is so genius like I just love it and I feel like Kong salad is also very like Bahamian like yes something about I don't know if this makes sense but something about like deep frying it makes it American it makes, it Western. And makes it a bit more Americanized like you just have mm-hmm. this deep fried conch because to me it's like oh conch is like you know fresh seafood. right like I feel like Kong salad is more of a and I, I don't know if this really makes sense. And not to say that like deep frying is, is like a, an American thing because Bahamians fry things too, obviously. But like, you know what you know what I mean? Like, I know what you Kong mean. salad is like, you know, raw, authentic, like Bahamians made this. Like you just cut in the vegetables, put it in a bowl, mix it up with I'm your hand saying. and like that's it. And then the uh, bag, I love you know, watching them pour make the it. juice on top of it. It's, it's like an art. It's so beautiful. I'm just like, also the fact that all, like if you go to different islands they'll all make it differently I know some mm-hmm. people are a little weird and they just put the mayo in it um I saw someone on Twitter say that some people just put the bluebird juice the orange juice instead of squeezing oh, an orange yeah, in it yeah. and I was like um yeah. this is not a fruit punch what are you doing <laughs> in Harbor Island there's this one guy who makes kung salad and he has put the I think he's put the juice but it actually tastes really good um but I think in terms, oh. of, if I'm thinking about like culture and significance to the culture, I would say Kong salad. Yes. But for me, in terms of like something I could eat, you know, every, not, not every day, but like, oh, when I like, it's just very pleasing to me. I will have to mm-hmm. say crack conk, I guess. Like light, crispy, perfectly seasoned crack conk. You can't beat that. What's your favorite place to get um, Kong salad though? Because I was thinking of that place in Gambia. Yeah, I like the place in Gambia too. 
I don't know what even though it's um, been taking too long. One time I waited like an yeah. hour for pound salad. I was like, this is actually ridiculous. You gotta like place your order and come back. It's kind of ridiculous. But um yeah. it's like in Gambia, I feel like everyone probably if you're in Nassau, you probably know what we're talking about, but it's right before Compass Point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, their their Kung salad is really good. And I think they that was the first place I had the tropical Kung salad where you add like the mango and the pineapple and the apple. Yeah, me too. Really yeah. good. But and I think you can go in there and get a cold bear and just go sit um sit by the water on the water. Just, just wait. It's beautiful. It really is. But, but I I would have to agree with you. Um, in terms of like cultural significance, definitely conch because like that some the fresh seafood really speaks to like Bahamian lifestyle. But crack conch because you can't even like ugh, yeah crack conch. I don't. I I yeah. the things I do for crack conch right now. Same. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess we in agreement on that. But like, I don't know. They're just so different to me. So I kind of feel weird, even like putting them against. Like you can't be putting three putting bad two bitches bad bitches against, against each other. Like that. <laughs> three, honestly, because conch fritters also are top tier. Like light, light, fluffy conch fritters. And the and when sauce. They, when there's enough conch and the sauce. Ooh, I when I was a kid I used to not eat the sauce because I didn't like mayo so I was like oh well I'm not gonna like the sauce but that sauce really puts it over the edge it's just ketchup yeah. and mayo and maybe some pepper but yeah something about that is yeah I'm trying to figure out where I get good kung fritters from oh there's this this place in Aluta her kung fritters she's like right on the beach right on the beach so is that the place where I we got kung fritters from fresh 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 I don't I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so because I hadn't had them before um, mm-hmm. Christmas break when I went home. But where to get good comforters back home? I don't even know. One of my cousins made them. Twin brothers comforters ain't bad, but I feel like they fall off just because they raise the price. I'm not eating them anymore. Yeah. I'll, and I, I haven't know, had comforters in, in Nassau in a while actually, so I don't know. I think a lot of people just sell the batter, and then you just have to add your little baking powder, and that's how my mom yeah. usually gets it. Like she buys it from someone, and then she just um, fries it when she's ready and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you so know you really just have to know somebody. I think that oh. woman tanks by cookie. Yeah, tanks by cookie. She, I think she is sell kung fu batter. Yes, so let me get plug. her. Let me get her at. Okay, I think she sell kung fu batter. I don't know when, and she has a bunch of other Bahamian things. Um, on Twitter at cookie underscore head so check her out honestly we can't choose between all the variations of conch because why would i do that to myself you know yeah we could all just live in harmony together exactly delicious what are your favorite bohemian drinks top two my top two have to be a cold click um i actually prefer the original over the platinum but when you're trying to get burst three of them platinums (laughs) <laughs> three to five of them that's all you not need. three to they five that's seven i'm pretty sure they seven percent yeah the regular one is five i think the platinum is seven anyways if you're trying to get birth three to five of the platinums but if you if you have a little a cold collect really goes with a lot of meals actually like all of these dishes we're talking about for like lunch or dinner i would mash down with a collect and that's just that okay I honestly over lockdown I definitely like got acclimated to the taste of Kalik but I really prefer sands I don't even but, know if I ever had sands actually so I don't know 
I like something about the flavor. I think people think that Sands is watery, but I really like it. I feel like it's really like refreshing when it's like super cold and their Rattlers mm-hmm. are better than Kalik Rattlers to me. Yeah. Sands Rattlers um, are good. And I think Kalik also is a very like weedy, heavy beer. So I think I definitely do want to see what you're saying. Yeah. I think the first time I had Kalik, actually, I didn't like it because it's very, very it's- weedy and like strong. Mm-hmm. But something about it, when with like a with a conch salad or like I don't know, it just is so good. And my second is Sky Juice. Um, like in terms of like strong, like out, al- like nice alcoholic drinks, the Sky Juice mm-hmm. with um with gin, so good. Sky Juice with Bailey's also tastes really good. Um, Tristan, my friend Tristan put me on to that. Um, from Sky Juice King, um, by the Fish Ferry. Their sky juice tastes so good. But I actually really, I prefer homemade sky juice. Um, Because, like, I have a coconut tree in my yard. And literally all you got to do is cut it down and mix it with friggin' sweet milk and, and alcohol. And that's it. Because they'd be charging you, like, $10 for a big cup of sky juice. Like, what is this? And and I think the price is mostly that much for the alcohol. But also, like, gin is really not that expensive. You can get a bottle of gin for $3, 4 So, yeah. One time, I'm not a huge fan of sky juice. Because one time I had it and it was nasty it tasted like augmenting bait and i was like uh-uh this tastes bad that's medicine uh, yeah the the thing that you get the antibiotic anyway i feel um, like i know what you mean anyway it's like white and chalky and i was like this is disgusting <laughs> um so that like turned me off from it since and i haven't really had it like since then but i know yeah. a lot of people like it yeah I love sky juice. I also love a rum punch. I love a daiquiri, but something about sky juice is so so good to me. Rum so what's punch. Your top two? Sands and what else? My top two is sands and vitamol. I love vitamol. Vitamol, that is make my whole day. I could drink a vitamol in thirty seconds. Like mm-hmm. when it when it's out of the freezer, out of the freezer just before it starts to get slushy, and it's hit you right here in your throat. Yes, I love Vitamol. It's so good. Vitamol with a crack cup. Oh yes, yes, yes. And Vitamol yes. in the bottle because Vitamol in the can tastes yeah. different, and I don't like can that. Vitamol does taste different. Mm-hmm. I don't know Ooh, what they. We do. didn't talk. Oh, Gumbe. <gasps> gumbe. I love me okay. Gumbe. I don't. I, I don't drink soda, but Gumbe soda. is delicious. Gumbe is a great soda. Gumbe and that fruit champagne. I, I, don't like I that. love that. I love fruit champagne soda. I remember Ooh. when I found out that gumbe was pineapple flavored. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I yeah. thought this was, but okay. Gumbe is a gumbe great soda. I wish gumbe went global, but I want it to be our, our, our thing, you know. Like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. We should highlight that more, though, because like gumbe is a Bahamian soda. Like, mm-hmm. you can't get that anywhere else. Mm hmm. Also, Sands and Kalik are Bahamian beers, so you can't get that anywhere else either. Vitamol isn't Bahamian, but it's very, like, Caribbean, like, culturally specific, so... Malt drinks. Malt drinks. I think every Caribbean island has a malt drink. Okay, last but not least, our favorite Bahamian desserts. Honestly, Bahamian desserts, I could do without them. Like, they're good, like, and if they're served to me, I will eat them. But, you know, when I was a kid, I used to eat guava duff with no sauce. I'm so sorry. I used to eat it with no sauce. Dry. Um, I have now turned over a new Yikes. leaf. <laughs> you know? Yikes. I've now turned over a new leaf. And 
guava duff is good um some people the texture of guava duff i know um we get guava duff from this one woman and her guava duff is delicious but some people like the texture on the sponges be off and they don't take the seat some people don't mash the guava enough so it is be like it doesn't it's not smooth um but when you we're talking about the perfect version of whatever we're talking about i would say coconut tart because <laughs> coconut tarts are so the the pastry on coconut so tarts and like the inside the coconut it's like grated coconut inside like a nice like crumbly not even crumbly because it's like a short crust um pastry that it's inside and the sweetness with that like crust where it's the crust isn't sweet so it like balances it out and that to me is perfect it's delicious I coconut tart even over pineapple tart any day I really don't really pineapple tart doesn't really do anything for me Mm, what about you I love pineapple tart I I would die for pineapple tart there's a there's one shop um in Eleuthera in Gregory Town that has pineapple tart and they use like local pineapple to make the filling so that's automatically putting that in a different tier and you have to go there early because they sell out by like 10 in the 10 11 in the morning all the all the tarts gone but their tarts are so perfect like soft and the pineapple filling has a slight like cinnamony like I don't know it's not like cinnamon but there's like a little hint of that in there and like it's sweet but it's not too sweet and the pineapple is just like perfect I I think pineapple tart is my favorite I was gonna say guava duff at first and I do love guava duff I love the guava duff sauce like something about that is just divine to me with like the rum oh I love guava duff and I think it's like just it's fluffy and when it's warm it's so nice, but guava duff is also kind of heavy sometimes. So I think I have to go with pineapple. Pineapple tart is just like so great because it's like a light, nice, light little handheld, you know, thing. You could just eat them nice and quick and it's great. So I would say pineapple tart is my favorite, um, like local native des- dessert. Typically from Gregory Town. Um, Do you like potato bread? Uh, I feel like I had it once, but I wouldn't say that I loved it. Maybe it wasn't bad, but I don't remember. That would have been a long time ago, so I don't know. Potato I wouldn't bread. even put that. On, I wouldn't put that on my top three. I rather eat a. I rather eat a coconut tart. I don't even like coconut tart like that. Oh my god, potato bread so weird. Why Grace? What that even is? I don't know. <laughs> Something about <laughs> potato bread so separate in my spirit. Like, is that grated potatoes? Like, what's going on? Exactly? That's what I was just gonna ask. That's disturbing to me. I don't like that. But I can't, I can't shit on the culture, you know, but like, I don't want to eat potato bread. So I hear you and I respect you, but no. I feel like that's like a Grammy, that's like a Grammy thing. Potato bread. Sorry. Oh, potato flour. Uh, Grated potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now pass. Okay. So I think that wraps up our this or that segment for this episode and I think my final thoughts on this topic will just be that Bahamian food is elite Bahamian food is really like untouchable authentic Bahamian food um yeah 
And when I say authentic, y'all know what I mean. I don't got to dive too deep into that one. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think beha- I think Bahamian food is such a big part of the culture. And I think our non-Bahamian listeners got a really good glimpse on what it is to like experience and eat Bahamian food, authentic Bahamian food. Okay, so we're going to do a quick music segment today. I'm just going to talk about listens lately. What have we been jamming to? Alicia, you want to go first? Sure. Um, the past month or so, I've been loving... Actually, not the past month. The song only came out like at the beginning of April, but I've been loving Hot Hot. Hot Hot by Brie Runway. Brie Runway. <laughs> hot Hot. <laughs> Free Runway is the pop, the pop queen that we needed. She's really everything, and I love her music. Um, second is the song called "Everything Is Just a Mess" by a band called The Brook and the Bluff. I really like the song. It's just kind of like chill, um, kind of like I don't know indie vibes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's just it's nice. It's nice. Um, and last is the Wilhelm Scream by James Blake. I've really been liking a few of James Blake's songs right now from I think they were his from his first album. Um, yes, very nice, like very artistically like creative and unique sound. So I would def- I would recommend giving that song a listen. Yeah. Okay, I'll be adding that to my playlist because I've never heard of. The Brook and the Bluff. And I've also been meaning to listen to Brie Runway, but I've never really gotten into her stuff. I've seen her music videos and the visuals on Twitter, but never listened to her music. Mm-hmm. I love her. I love her. I like all of her songs, actually. All that I've listened to, I love all. She's so, she's so powerful. <laughs> so I've been listening to Peaches by Justin Bieber, Daniel Caesar, and Gibeon. Listen, I know... I get it. It's Justin Bieber. I, I'm sorry. And I know it's that man who was like, didn't Daniel Caesar get canceled by Black people at one point? Yeah, I but don't... also like his second album really was amazing. And I'm exactly. sorry. I'm sorry to whoever's mad, tell... but that album was really freaking good. Y'all aren't going to tell me what to do. I've been jamming to Peaches. And like, I something about the beat, it's like giving me summer vibes. I'm like, I'm getting excited to like be on break and drive in Bucky, my car, and just, you know, listen to Peaches. Um, agree. But I think Daniel Caesar did not eat on his verse. Um, everyone else really ate him up, but you know, still a bop. Uh, next, I've been listening to How Deep Is Your Love. It's an old song by the Bee Gees. That song goes hard I don't think that's the like right way to describe how deep is your love and the Bee Gees but I love that song so good that's like a nice chill vibe <laughs> just really good sorry I like I love talking about music I'm just getting like oh such a good song like, after this I'm gonna listen to it because it's just an amazing song and the last song that I've been listening to is Cinderella part two by is it Chica yeah Cinderella part two by Chica amazing song that whole um project it's called once upon a time i think um and it's like all all the songs are based on the fairy tales and i think it is such a good like 
like project as a whole like all the songs go together but Cinderella part two the vibe is just so good yeah I really like that song too I like Chica a lot because I'm like she writes her stuff and I think she's really like she's really talented like lyrically and she also like sings and raps and I think it's really cool I like that song too yeah I agree um so I hope you guys <laughs> that's what we've been listening to we'll definitely make sure to add that to the playlist so you guys can listen along as well thank you all for tuning in this week we'd both love to keep the conversation going on our pages so feel free to reply on twitter or comment on our recent instagram posts with your favorite behavior dishes or any of your hot takes or thoughts on anything that we shared this episode make sure to follow us on our pages at wiggling pod on twitter at wiggling podcast on instagram to stay updated when we post new episodes and we'll see you in two weeks wiggling Whoa.